girl, my photographer was like, she was obviously like really happy to do it, but she's like, are you going to be a fussy person with your dress? Because obviously you're going to be out having these photos taken before your ceremony, your dress might get dirty. Like, are you going to be like really um, antsy about getting your dress dirty? Because she said, she was saying like, if you are, I wouldn't recommend it because your photos will end up being terrible because you'll be too concerned about what's happening than just like being sort of more natural and like allowing the photos to, you know, to take Hello and welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today we are interviewing real bride Hannah Forrest. Welcome to the podcast, Hannah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. We're so excited to hear all about your wedding. So we might kick off um, if you can tell us about yourself, Hannah. Uh, so I am, am nearly 31 years old. I live in Perth. Um, I am a lawyer. Um, I've been doing that for nearly eight years now. And yeah, that's about it. At the moment, I'm trying to buy a house, which is a complete nightmare in Perth. But oh, it's a bad that, Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty tough at the moment, but... You know, I'm sure we'll get there one day. Yeah, we'll yeah get it's there. just insane everywhere. Um, because Laura and I both live in Torquay, mm. and yeah. a house in Torquay last week was advertised for two million dollars, and it went for three million, a million over, a That's million. Worth. Yeah, it's yeah. it's wild. It's crazy. And I think because of everything that happened last year as well, everybody who is or was in the city is trying to get out of the city get themselves like kind of a way of that like double stacking living that they're like oh my god I'll move anywhere and so even the like suburbs that are just a little bit outside you can you can't get anything anywhere it's crazy no I know we'll all be living on boats soon but that's okay and so okay so Hannah tell us so you practice law what law what field are you in so I do commercial law, commercial um, law. pretty general. I do a lot of sort of mergers, acquisitions, sales, you know, business sales and things like that. Yep. A lot of property workers. So okay. Every day is a different day, which keeps it interesting. Yeah, that keeps you in the job for as many years as you have been in. And your partner, yeah, what does he do? Uh, well, he um, works in insurance and very unfortunately, he uh, quit his job just before COVID to start his own insurance broking business. So oh. it was a terrible time to start a business. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's going pretty well. He's, do you know, um, do you know through, so. yeah. And do you know what though? It's like, you kind of, you need to be able to start your own business. You need like a little kick up the butt. And I don't think that regardless of what kind of happened last year, that first sort of 12 to 24 months, that's hard in any kind of, you know, any, in any yeah. field at any point of time. So hopefully his contacts will, <laughs> this year will be a better year. <laughs> and all his contacts will be able to, give him a little bit of life and happiness again because it's a it's it's a huge step that you take to start your own business it definitely is but um yeah he's soldering on and keeping his chin up so that's all he'll get (laughs) there that's it and so how did you how did you guys meet uh we actually met 
at law school, uh, Robbie, my husband, didn't actually end up being a lawyer. I was in my last six months of uni and he was in doing his first six months of a law degree. Um, and we just happened to cross paths at a quiz night uh, one night. Um, uh, very, Robbie was dressed as a woman, like very Rebecca Judd, um, <laughs> like lunging red dress neckline. Um, and I was the Wicked Witch out of Snow White. So obviously it was love first sight for both of us. Wow. <laughs> Perfect pairing. That's like off a, like a comedy love movie. Yeah. So that was how we met. Lovely. And you guys lots have been lots of alcohol. Is, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you, you met at school and then obviously you then have finished your degree and you would have gone on sort of separate paths. Did you stay together the whole time or did you kind of reconnect at a later date or what's, what's your story up until your proposal? Yeah, no, we stayed together the whole time. So um, I obviously, we were together for that, sort of that last six months of my degree. Um, and then I had six months off before I started my job. So that six month period, we were both kind of like not doing too much at all, which was amazing. Just having fun. Um, mm. Yeah, like doing a little bit of travel and things like that, which seems like such a lifetime ago in the current climate. But um, yeah, we were together the whole time. Um, then we both obviously went into jobs from there. And so you've been together for how many years? How many years is that then? Coming up to 10. Coming up to 10. Okay. And so long time together, hard to keep a secret. How <laughs> did he propose? Did you propose? How did the, how did it all go down? Um, he proposed and it was, I mean, it was pretty unexpected. I feel like we actually got engaged quite early into our relationship maybe. Yeah. Um, but, but it was on like a Tuesday night um, at home. So I just came home from work, um, sort of went up the stairs and he'd set up some candles and had some music going and the dog had like a big bob around his neck without like my ring tied around it. So Cute. Robbie had sort of just been like holding onto him and when I walked up the stairs, he kind of like ran to me with the ring and he did all the work for Robbie, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't need to do anything. And so it would have been a surprise because it wasn't something that, you know, if it was Expect early on, on any you... given Tuesday night. No, that's it. <laughs> yeah, like, it was just so random. That's so random. <laughs> that's so good. That's though. like um, my partner. He, we've been together for about four or five years, and I work for Cotton On Foundation as a full time job. And I got back home from Uganda because we work with some schools, and I flew in at like two a.m. on like a Sunday morning. Went to sleep. Woke up at like seven, and he was sitting by the bed, like profusely, like sweating. He's like come downstairs and like he was just so I was like what the hell like I barely had slept right after this like 24 hours of flying from Uganda and I walk out to the backyard he set up like a picnic and it was just so random like I did not expect flying back from Uganda from like a two-week trip for work that on the Sunday like in the morning he and he had like a breakfast ready and like we just sat and had this picnic in our backyard yeah that's amazing just, it's totally random mm. you're like but it was good because you don't expect it do you it's not no. like, you know, this corny kind of dinner and, you know, yeah. Yeah, balloons and roses and neon signs and <laughs> none of that And stuff. you hear stories like when people have been together, like everywhere they go, they're like, oh my God, this is it. Oh my God, this is yeah. it. No, that was, actually, that was actually me. Yeah. We went to Europe like a year before that and I was just, <laughs> I was like, surely he'll propose in Positano. Anyway, Positano came and went. 
Then we went to Greece. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it has to be Santorini. Like, he's just going to do it in Santorini. Didn't happen. All right. I'm like, all right, we're going to Croatia next. Maybe it's Croatia. So we go to Croatia and then like, we were literally like flying home and I was like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you can't be doing it in the airport. It didn't happen in Greece and it didn't happen in Croatia. I was like shattered. Like the flight yeah. home, I was like, I did not get engaged because everyone at my workplace was like, he's going to propose. Yeah. It definitely it's going to happen on this trip. Like you're going to come home with a ring. And I was like so excited and just got like devastating and more like sadder as the holiday went on. I think it that's, happened. yeah. And I think that's the pressure. Like it's, the, the longer you're together, the more that they put the pressure on the guy. Like they do it to you, but they don't expect you to propose. So it's always on the guy. When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And then I almost feel like the guys then kind of flip the narrative a little bit and it's like, well, I'm going to do it in my own time. And if that's in five years, well, yeah. sorry. And then for you, for like for us, we're just sitting there waiting, waiting for them to do it. And they're like, no, I'm not going to do it because everyone's pushing me. Yeah. So for you guys, a total surprise and early on is, is quite nice. And so from the time you got engaged to the time that you got married, how long was like your planning, planning journey? How long did it last for? So we were engaged. I think we were engaged for nearly four years um, before like we even thought about a wedding. Um, yeah. I wasn't really interested, to be honest. Neither of us were um, in actually having a wedding. Um, but we started to get the pressure, like, when are you guys going to get married? Are you ever going to get married? Like, it's been a long time now. <laughs> and I actually went on a trip um, to America with a girlfriend of mine. And she was like, what are you guys doing? Like, just sort it out. So it was literally <laughs> on that flight home. Together. Like, okay, like, maybe I should do something about this. So I got home and I was like, first things first, I'm just going to see if I like any dresses because I feel like that was always going to be the biggest issue for me yeah. because I'm not a very like bridey kind of person. Anyway, I stumbled across my dress online and I bought it before we'd even like worked out what we were doing, set a date or anything like that. So bought the dress and then, you know, thought probably should plan a wedding now that I've got this dress. And who you bought it online yes, who was it who it was your Netta designer Stella McCartney from Netta Porter Stella McCartney, yeah um yeah I just stumbled across it online and it was actually like on sale when I bought it oh, so it's very cheap sort of well in the schemes of wedding dresses so I sort of just grabbed it up and I thought if it didn't work I'll just send it back yeah. um oh yeah anyway I put it on and I was like oh yeah I like this is great, but I'd never tried on another wedding dress. So I sort of like tried it on. I really liked it. I thought it was very me, but I was like, I probably should go try on some other things just to make sure that that is like what I want. Yeah. And I did go try on a few. Yeah, I did a few and I was like, nah, not for me. So yeah. that was the dress. Yes. And it's a beautiful dress. It's kind of long sleeved, high necks with this kind of open yeah. back. Yeah. Beautiful. It was very simple. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it probably, it wasn't a very long process for planning our wedding. Um, I think it probably would have been less than 12 months, like before yeah. from like, we actually, actually starting to getting married. Mm. Probably, I think it was about like seven or eight months or something like that. Yeah. I suppose like a short, a shorter engage, well, a long engagement, but a shorter process from booking and then 
being married, it doesn't allow you to overthink things too much, like your dress. You just bought the dress and if it worked, it worked. If it doesn't, well, you can go and look somewhere else. But the more people seem to overthink things, the longer the process takes and the harder it kind of is. So tell us a little bit about how, I mean, that's not an usual process to buy a dress so how did you although it is getting a lot more common now because people don't want those people don't want to wear a wedding dress and they not, don't necessarily want to pay the 15 plus grand price tag for a dress either and there are so many amazing designers that you can get something that's going to like age really beautifully and not cost you know as much or be as glitzy or whatever but how did you then go with the rest of your suppliers did you kind of have the same process or did you have an idea of who you really wanted to include um i mean i had an idea on like the big things like i definitely wanted to use tenille as our photographer um i need that like basically day one Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then Even our florist, like I had my eye on her for a long time. So Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to use her. So I feel like they were the big things. We had more of an issue working out where we were actually going to get married. Um, I grew up in Kalgoorlie, which is six hours like east of Perth. It's a small mining town. So there wasn't like really, I wasn't going to get married in Kalgoorlie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's nowhere in Perth that was really sentimental to me. So we that was probably our biggest, um, you know, decision to make. Yeah. Uh, we ended up at the Yacht Club because Robbie has sailed before he could swim and he's a member and he sits on the committee and things like that. So it made sense for him and it was something that was kind of important to him. So that's why we settled on that venue. Um, other than that, everything else kind of just fell together, to be honest. Yeah, and I think if you if you've got suppliers that you really want to include, I think your focus just kind of stays on them until until you need to shift it. And if you invest in the right ones, you don't really need to spread yourself too thin. And natural art flowers did your flowers, didn't they? She did. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. I basically okay. just said like white greens do your thing and she did it so yeah I had no like real concerns at all I just put like left everything with her that's kind of that's when suppliers though especially creative suppliers that's when they do their best work if they're given an idea that you like and definitely ideas that you don't like um which is just as important sometimes but then left to do their own devices I most of the time 99% of the time you're not disappointed yeah that's right Okay, so you had your suppliers that you really wanted. Um, you've booked all those guys. You've chosen your venue. Did you did you go into the whole process with like a budget um, or somewhere like a ceiling price that you wanted to hit, or how did that how did that work? Um, yeah, we did. Like it was loose, but we did. Like we didn't want to spend like you know. $100,000 on our wedding. We were yeah. very um, focused on not overdoing it um, and just keeping it, like, keeping it true to us but not spending, like, a lot and a lot of money. So yeah. um, we were just cautious of spending really, not, you know, spending money on it, what we considered were unnecessary things and that type yep. of stuff. So yep. we're pretty good. I think we, like, we didn't really, I mean, we maybe went over like what we were expecting slightly, but nothing like crazy at all. Nothing so crazy. We're pretty happy with that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> tell me, 
did you have hair extensions in your hair? Because your hair looked so thick and long and wavy. No, I didn't. Oh, it was your natural I didn't hair. have anything in there. Oh, it looks amazing. I am definitely Just a great hairdresser in... who put like a lot of volume in my hair. Yes. <laughs> I'm definitely bringing in a photo of you and your hair for my wedding. I absolutely loved your hair. But did you have any particular kind of fitness or skincare routine leading up to the wedding? Um, I like, I mean, I, before my wedding, I think I was actually terrible with skincare. Like I don't think I'd ever even had a facial. I just wasn't, it wasn't really my thing. Um, so in the lead up to it, I Well, you've got beautiful skin, so you don't need to. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I did start seeing, uh, going to a clinic and getting some facials and things like that. And I started using like rationale products and, um, you know, it, it was fine. Like it, I didn't do anything crazy at all. Um, well, I don't recommend I to do that. No, um, I don't want to end up getting, this like, red. And things, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it definitely like the the few things that I did do, like having the regular facials and like switching up um, to the rationale products. I feel like did make my skin like a lot better um, before, like up to the wedding. So it was a great decision. <laughs> Good yes. decision. And so tell us a little bit, um, well, tell us a lot actually about your wedding day. Did you have a bridal party? Um, I only had my sister and my best friend. So it was pretty small. Um, and it, I mean, like it wasn't really like anything formal at all. It just felt very natural. So it was very easy on the morning of the wedding and things like that. We weren't like running around like headless chooks or anything like that trying to you know people weren't getting really upset over their hair and like trying to put out little spot fires so it was um yeah it was pretty easy to be honest and did you stay yeah did you stay close to the venue like when you guys were getting ready um we not really like it's not too far but we actually um got ready and had all of our photos before our ceremony. So we sort mm-hmm. of like were closer to where we were going to be having like our like location photos, if that makes sense. So we yep. sort of, it was sort of like a midway point between, yeah, the location photos and the wedding venue. Okay. So you had first look before your ceremony. Is that it? We did. Yeah. How did you... Uh... Did you love it? Because that is at the moment, there is a lot of chatter about first. I'm all for them. I wish when we got married, I did first look photos because I don't think I would have felt like I was going to vomit walking down the aisle if I'd actually seen (laughs) Nathan before the wedding day. But lots of, and especially grooms, I find are anti-anti first look. So give us, give us all your your good tips about first look photos. Well, I... (laughs) I do think it really helped, like it really helped with nerves, I think. Um, Like I think the most terrifying part of my wedding day was the thought of walking down the aisle in front of like everyone. (laughs) Um, That's just not something that I've ever really wanted to do. Um, So seeing Robbie before and like seeing the, like his groomsmen um, and having that, like just that first interaction did ease those nerves. Um, and obviously having all the photos like you know you have a few drinks and whatnot and you're a little bit more chill by the time you get to your wedding so Mm. I really liked it um 
the main, one of the biggest reasons why we did it as well is because we didn't want that period after the ceremony and like going into your reception where you're off having photos for like an hour or an hour and a half or whatever it takes and you kind of miss out on the fun part. So um, we wanted to avoid that. Um, And like that was something, you know, both of us have been bridesmaids and groomsmen for other people. And I feel like that's the part, like as well for the groomsmen and the bridesmaids, like I don't really think they want to be having photos at that period of time. They want to be at the cocktail bar. It's so funny when you see the the bridal party go off and they just, they look so deflated they're like damn it yeah Yeah, they look so bored and then you see them getting their photos and standing on the sidelines like dying to go back for cocktail hour yeah and that's usually me so I was like we're going to take that out and we're going to do it all before so um Sunil my photographer was like she was obviously like really happy to do it but she's like are you going to be a fussy person with your dress because obviously you're going to be out having these photos taken before Mm. your ceremony your dress might get dirty like are you going to be like really um antsy about getting your dress dirty because she said what she was saying like if you are I wouldn't recommend it because your photos will end up being terrible because you'll be too concerned about what's happening than just like being sort of more natural and like allowing the photos to you know to take yeah, it sounds that like she's talking from previous uh, yeah. previous experience. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really so, handy yeah. tip. That's a good point, actually. Something that I wouldn't have ever considered being even a thought. I mean, I yeah, it, I guess it depends too where you're having those wedding those wedding photos before the wedding as well. If it's in a, on the beach or you know, you're walking across dirt because there's nothing you hear every bride say after their wedding, you wouldn't believe how dirty my dress was by then yeah. the night. So yeah, it, mu- it must get dirty during those photos. So that's actually really handy. It's yeah. just dragging on the ground, isn't it? Like, and you want to get the shot that's because right. that's the whole point of doing photos. Like you don't yeah. want to be like, we can't go here, even though the backdrop's beautiful, but it might tarnish my dress. So yeah, that's you've got to right. be a bit open. Yeah. And I guess too, it's just weighing up. Cause I said to my partner for our wedding, I'm like, I don't want to go away for our photos. Like how, how you had had that suggestion as well. And Sam's like, yeah, but I just yeah. want that experience of seeing you walk down the aisle. It's like, well, mm-hmm. mate, suck it. Do you want to have a good time with the guests or, and you're yeah. going to say, you're going to see my reveal anyway. Like, does it matter if I walk through a door, just us or, yeah. you know, down an aisle, yeah. you know, so something that you got to weigh up, up with you and your partner, what you kind of, you know yeah what you want out of it what you want exactly what matters most getting drunk and having cocktails or having a reveal at the actual ceremony (laughs) so next question (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um so tell us about your wedding day so uh what was kind of the vibe and I know that you got married a couple of years ago was it what year was it yeah, it was 2018, so very yeah. pre-COVID. Yeah, it seems ages <laughs> ago, doesn't it? So can you recall the flow of the day for us and how the kind of wedding went? Yeah, I mean, it was all um, very relaxed. We sort of, um, myself and, uh, you know, my bridesmaids, we stayed in our, just a little house together where we ended up getting ready. Um, it was all, like, very relaxed. Um, my 
you know, then the makeup artists and the hairdressers came like relatively early. That That's another thing with getting like your photos done beforehand. You have to be ready that little bit earlier than what you would otherwise, because you've mm-hmm. got to put that time before your um, ceremony starts for the photos. So we were sort of ready at about, I think it was like one-ish, so relatively early. Um, but the whole day was, I mean, the morning, everything like that was all very calm like we just had platters and some champagne and that was it like it was not like it was just yeah very relaxed um yeah yeah and that's that's the way like you said before that's the way you kind of want it you don't want to be running around on your one day you know we aim to kind of do this once you don't really want to be running around like crazy trying to hit all these different deadlines at six o'clock in the morning no the only thing that, like, I, um, obviously with my dress, it was backless and I hadn't really thought about, like, what I was going to do at the front, like, whether or not I was going to wear, like, stick-on bras or, like, tape or something. And so I had to get my brother's girlfriend to, like, race around and, like, pick up some things for me for different options. I mean, I didn't end up using anything at all, but it was just, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Like, I don't have anything. So that was probably the only thing that, like, I, I was, like, a bit frantic about in the morning, but... I mean, it was redundant anyway, because I didn't. You didn't even need them. Didn't even need them. And so from all your photos on Instagram, because we always obviously heavily stalk our beautiful brides before we talk to them, but um, you had your wedding day outside. So your ceremony. So um, take us through your ceremony. Was there any kind of issues with weather or was it just a a beautiful day in WA? Oh, that rhymes. Um, we, so we wanted everything to be very open. So the ceremony and the reception, we didn't want a marquee, which was obviously a little bit risky because if the weather was not great, um, I mean, we would have been in a little bit of trouble. Um, so we wanted everything very open and, you know, airy type vibe was what we were going for. Um, we were really, really, really lucky with the weather in Perth that day. Um, like the morning was beautiful, like sunny, clear blue skies. And by about, it was like midway through when we were having our location photos, it came up so overcast. I was like, oh my God, it's going to rain. And it's like an hour from our ceremony starting. Um, thankfully, it didn't rain, but it rained on Rottnest Island, which is an island 30 minutes off Perth the whole day. So, um, but it was really quite warm, warm on like inland. So I think, I don't know, it just kind of stayed out at sea for the whole day which was amazing and that like I guess the cloud cover and everything by the time our ceremony and reception came around kept everything really still like there was no breeze like it wasn't windy um and it was very warm so we were really 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 lucky with the weather and if you if you talk to Tanil she'd probably say overcast is better than hot blinding sun for your photos anyway so And I mean, I was very thankful because I was wearing a long sleeve dress as well. So I was all yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> Drop that temp a little bit. And so yeah. did you, does that mean your, did you have a cocktail or a sit down reception? We had cocktail. Cocktail. Um, and was that all outside at the, it was at the yacht yeah. club, wasn't it? Yep. Correct. Yeah. Have you got um, any, yeah. um, oh, sorry, you go. Oh no, I was just saying it was at Royal Perth Yacht Club. So it was all outside. And have you got any tips for brides who might be planning a cocktail wedding? 
Um, I mean, I would highly recommend a cocktail wedding. Like I loved it. Um, it was just more, um, more us, I suppose, than the formal sit down dinner. Um, one of the biggest concerns that we had was food. Like I feel like sometimes you go to like a cocktail function or a cocktail wedding and some like there's not enough food or you don't get any food. So we were really, um, you know, we made it a point to make sure there was more food than like probably we needed. So we ended up having like an oyster shocker, like a grazing board. We had a dessert table and then all of the like, you know, canapes and more substantial items. There was probably more than what we needed, but mm. I don't think anyone went hungry. So that was good. Yeah. And that's still people's fear, even though we've come such a long way with catering companies to be able to feed people at a cocktail wedding. Still people fear that, oh, we're not sitting in a seat. We're not going to be able to eat. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like that was when we told our like our parents that we were doing that. I think they were a bit like, oh no, like that's mm. a terrible idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah, really. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like it's fine. It'll be fine. But yeah. I think that also was like, geez, now we really need to make sure we nail this. So yeah, the pressure, the pressure's on. What about the grandparents? That's what I always get worried about a, a cocktail wedding is thinking about the older people that just want to sit down and have a nice meal and that's their their night, mate. Yeah, so to address that, I mean, that was definitely a concern for us as well because I feel like you need to make sure that there is enough seating. So we nearly had seats for everyone. We ended up, although we didn't use it as a sit-down table, we had like a long um, white table set up through the middle of the grounds with like, I think it was like 40 chairs or something set down it um, that people could sort of sit at as they wanted. We had like lounging areas, cocktail bars, like set up with stools as well. So there was a lot of seating. And again, like we probably didn't need that much seating for a cocktail wedding, but we just wanted it to be there. Um, Do you find people that people didn't... congregated around one seating area? Like were people sitting at that long table? No, not really. Like people kind of would just, like the lounge areas were very popular. Like people were definitely on the lounges, but the long table as well, because it was so long, like, different groups could have just, sorry, kind of just sat at different like ends of the table or the middle or just across from each other or whatnot. So I think it, it actually did get used more than what I thought it would have. Yeah, that's good that you could cater for people too because I think too there's nothing better than just like sitting down on a lounge in the afternoon and having like your cocktail and just having a bit of a chat with people. So it would have been like this really beautiful atmosphere, I could imagine. Yeah, it was. It was really nice. Great. And so did you have... Um, a favorite moment and any regrets or disasters? Um, we didn't really have, we didn't have any disasters. There was a near miss that did cause a little bit of stress in the lead up to the wedding. And that was my um, hairdresser. She is actually from Ireland and her, one of her family members passed away like right before the wedding. And I got a message from her and I think it was like the Sunday before our wedding, which was on a Friday. Um, and she was saying she, she was flying back to Ireland for the, um, for the funeral. Mm. And I was like, Oh my God, like, there's like four days. Like, mm. I, was, I was like, how do you even get to Ireland and back? In four days? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, is she actually going to make it back? Like what happens if the flight's delayed or it's canceled yeah. or whatnot? Mm. Like, to her credit, I was like, are you sure, like, you want to do this? Like, I'm happy to try and find someone else in this, like, you know, five-day window. Um, she's like, no, 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 I'll be back. We'll be fine. 
And like she was, she flew in the morning of the wedding. I think she got in at 5 a.m. and was at our house at like eight, nine o'clock. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Nah. And she did a beautiful job. Yeah. <laughs> she had no lapse in judgment or tiredness or anything. Your yeah. hair looked amazing. Yeah. So um, that was like a very near miss, but um, it all turned out like fine. I, I don't have any regrets at all. Like still three years later, like I probably yeah. wouldn't change anything, I don't think. Um, and in terms of like a favourite part, like I don't, I mean... My nephews like really did steal the show at the wedding. They were our little like ring bearers and um, whatnot. And they were just so cute. Like they were amazing the whole day. So that like that's a very memorable moment. Like them tearing it off on the dance floor even. Like their babysitter came, their babysitter was supposed to take them home at like eight o'clock or something. And they were still there like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. <laughs> like I'm not leaving. Obviously, like, tearing it off on the dance floor. They would not leave. <laughs> yeah, they were oh, cute. Like, Oh, that's that good. And cute. Hannah, now that you're married, what is the best piece of advice that you can give couples who are in the middle of planning their wedding? Um, you know, any, any words of advice after your process? I think um, my biggest piece of advice would be to stay true to what you and your partner want. Mm. I think a lot of people's opinions get thrown around as to what you should and shouldn't do at a wedding. And I think you need to stay true to yourself. Otherwise, you won't really enjoy it. Like, yeah, a lot of people did have concerns about us doing like the photos before and, you know, doing a cocktail reception. And we were very much... Like at what, you know, we just stuck to our guns and did what we wanted to because yep. we thought yes. that, that was right for us. And That's I'm so advice. glad that we did do it because I couldn't have, um, like, I just don't think we would have enjoyed our day as much yeah, if, if we had to listen to other people's opinions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, on, the only other thing I would say, and it, everybody says it, I know, and it's very hard to actually listen to, but obviously, like, don't get so caught up on the little details. Like, I remember getting so panicked about the most ridiculous things, and, like, you don't even notice it on the day at all. Mm, no. Uh, well, thank you so much, lovely, and thanks for joining us and reliving your day. It's actually nice to talk to people about their weddings that is pre-COVID and you know that kind of stress is not there it's just all the all the good vibes so thank you so much you, for Hannah. joining us it's been amazing no problems thank you for having me thanks so much for listening to this episode of the you and me podcast if you are after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the you and me podcast leaving reviews rating the episodes sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you so don't be shy you can also follow our ordinary lives with andy over at the bridal journey and laura at wonderlust creative thanks for joining